Hello, everyone. I'm senior airman Amber Mullen, and you're listening to Beyond the Horizon, a podcast produced by the Ohio Air National Guard's 178th Wing in Springfield, Ohio. In today's show, I interviewed Lieutenant Colonel Michael Rourke and Staff Sergeant Jessica Morrow about a commander having an enlisted executive officer and its impact on force development. First up, we'll hear from Lieutenant Colonel Michael Rourke on why he believes in having an enlisted member as the executive officer. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, Colonel Rourke, and thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right, so I'm just going to ask you a few questions, sir. The first one is, what is the executive officer's typical role and duties? So I think uh, anyone who's ever been an exec would tell you there's uh, really no definition for it. It uh, changes based on the position and who the leader is. But the executive officers really the uh, do everything for the commander. It's uh, everything administratively. Uh, it's organizing calendar and uh, keeping uh, both the commander and the staff on deadlines. Uh, and it's uh, uh, really the commander's closest advisor in some ways. Why is this job typically an officer position? I don't know the advent from it, but if you look back as far back as the American Revolution, uh, General Washington had young officers as his executive officer. So it really harkens back to the day when officers uh, were, were, the, were the members in the military who went to college because they prepare correspondence and do a lot of uh, that more administrative work. Uh, nowadays, it's more about an officer seeing – uh, a junior officer seeing a senior officer in command and being able to learn and really take an opportunity outside of their normal, uh, more skill-specific job and really get to see the bigger picture of leading an organization. How would you say the enlisted exec position differs from having an officer in the role? I put a lot of time to thinking about uh, what would be the difference and uh, how I would manage that. And early on, I, I really decided that uh, I, would, I would have no difference. So I have uh, used uh, my enlisted exec, Staff Sergeant Morrow, as uh, the same as I would if she were a lieutenant or a captain. The uh, full access in everything that I do, and I've uh, tried to make sure I explain anything that uh, maybe she hasn't been exposed to before on why we do it. Um, So there's been uh, no difference whatsoever. Why do you feel like having an enlisted member in this position is important? If you look at the... uh, the wing and in the ISRG in particular, all the missions that we do, all the work that we, we, we do really is enlisted focused. And uh, nowadays, the enlisted force is far more educated than it's ever been. All of the enlisted force either has a degree or is getting a degree. And uh, I really thought it was a, an opportunity to show that the strength of the force is the enlisted corps. And I wanted to, to give them a voice at the, uh, the top of the organization. That's awesome. So what inspired you to implement this program? The Air Force is changing, and, and the ISRG in particular is changing, and uh, we're moving much more to the technical side. And officers, and in particular young company-grade officers, they need more time than ever being involved in the actual mission. And so I thought about ways, how would I, how would I make a more technical officer other than just the missions? And one way is to give them more time uh, in, in their specific missions. Two, we're going through a change in the ISRG where we are decreasing our officer corps. I, I truly believe that fewer officers make better officers, kind of meeting the, uh, the challenge that the Chief of Staff of the Air Force gave for officers to, to really take risks and, and 
be leaders again and not just managers. So uh, I thought I could elevate enlisted up to be the execs and let the young officers in the group concentrate on uh, learning the mission and really becoming better intelligence officers. And so how do you feel like this program benefits the airmen in the ISRG group? Um, And also, how do you feel like it benefits the unit as a whole? I I can't tell you how many decisions we make every day about resources, uh, about direction, but really about people and what impacts them. And overwhelmingly, the group is made up of enlisted people. And uh, I rarely, if ever, make a decision without talking to Staff Sergeant Morrow first. And I try to understand how it would be perceived and uh, what it would mean to the enlisted. And uh, I really think that, that that's a benefit that is uh, undervalued and people would never really understand. Two, I want to show those uh, young senior airmen and staff sergeants who are really honing their craft and coming up that there is an opportunity for them to uh, get outside of their uh, AFSC-driven uh, career path and do something different. So I hope that we are aspiring, uh, inspiring uh other enlisted folks to aspire to do something more. Uh, oftentimes, our, our best enlisted think they have to commission to be able to do something other than what their AFSCs shows. And uh, this, this enlisted executive position is the first step to showing that's not the case. So what does the process look like for selecting an enlisted exec? Yeah, so once I once I really decided I would do this, and I, I've thought about this for a long time, and I, I'm not the only officer. I know uh, I thought about with other other squadron commanders um, in the group in particular, uh, and Colonel Fournier, uh, the MSG commander here at the 178th, he and I have talked about this in the past, that if the opportunity came, I would do this. So when I took command, uh, I asked the four squadrons to provide uh, candidates, some of their best and brightest Uh, Out of that, I received a list of five or six candidates, and uh, then we just scheduled interviews. We did 30-minute interviews apiece and uh, something completely different than normal, not your standard military board. There was no reporting in. It was more of a conversational style, and it really was about uh, learning trust and uh, trying to understand uh, why anyone would want to jump into being my closest advisor. so it was, a, it was a little different type of interview process, but one that uh, clearly worked for us. And what type of qualities do you think would make an airman best suited for this position? Yeah, so first and foremost, uh, and I think I told all of the candidates, and, and the first thing I told Sergeant Morrow was <clears throat> the only way, the only way you could fail in the position is if we didn't trust each other and we lost trust. Uh, because to be an executive officer means uh, complete trust and discretion. There's nothing that I do, no data that I come across, uh, no meeting that she can't sit in for learning because it's forced development. So trust is the first thing. Uh, Two, you have to be organized. Uh, Our day uh, often starts early, uh, way too often ends late, and we can't get everything done. Uh, So we really have to be organized uh, so that we can prioritize what's important. And then three, just a positive, positive attitude uh, because you never know what's going to happen. We have a calendar. We have things that we must do. We have goals for every day and every week, and we rarely meet them all. Uh, and sometimes that can be discouraging when you take, in particular, uh, in this case a staff sergeant, 
away from a highly technical kind of a data-driven job and throw them out there into a job where there is really no definition of success other than uh, making it through to the next day. And what would be your best advice for airmen looking to one day step into this role? Once I received uh, the names from the commanders for people to apply, I, I asked for their resume and for their military bio. And I reviewed it all. And uh, in the days leading up to the interview, I happened to see Staff Sergeant Morrow in the hallway. And, uh, uh, you know, we had a light talk. I had never met her before, just about, you know, coming for the interview. And uh, I reminded her to never be afraid to run towards the unknown. And uh, so I would give that advice to anyone who wants to do it in any part of their career or life. Run towards the unknown. Uh, you'll never know what you find. How do you see the future of this program unfolding? I know for a fact I will continue this program. As long as I am the group commander, I will have an enlisted exec. Uh, it is it is worked out, and the goal is to turn back uh, uh, enlisted folks, graduated executive officers back to squadrons and organizations, be it the one they came from or something completely new, uh, with a little more insight into how senior leaders decide things, the types of business uh, that goes on at the very highest levels of a wing. And uh, I will continue it. I hope that other organizations on base will find, if not executive officers, because don't get me wrong, there is a place for officers to be execs, certainly uh, at a higher level, the wing and state. It, it, you need uh, probably need that CGO there. Uh, but I hope other groups on the, on the wing will find ways to elevate uh, and challenge our enlisted force because they're really incredible. We say they're the backbone of the force, but we mean it. Uh, they're innovative. They find new ways. Uh, they defy conventions that I think need to be defied. Uh, I hope, it is my true hope, that uh, this has, will start uh, a new era of enlisted force development here at the 170th. What would be your biggest recommendation to other units looking to implement this program? Take a chance, uh, and you'd be surprised. We... Uh, we have some incredibly bright, energetic, motivated uh, enlisted members here. And uh, if we give them a chance early on, uh, midway through their career, staff sergeant, tech sergeant, imagine the types of senior NCOs and chiefs we're building here uh, who get exposed to decision-making and true leadership uh, at early levels in their career. Uh, take a chance and uh, be committed to it. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me. Next, we'll hear from Staff Sergeant Jessica Morrow about her role as the enlisted exec and the experience that she has gained from the role. So tell us a little bit about your prior AFSC you had before taking on the enlisted exec role. So I worked as an intelligence analyst in the 124th doing operations intelligence, uh, working with mission partners and producing and briefing intelligence products. So a lot of my time was spent uh, sitting at a desk and uh, really just not a lot of interacting with my peers or anyone in the group. So when the enlisted executive opportunity opened up, I was really excited to have a chance to be a bigger part of the group and really be a part of the decision-making process and assist with recommendations for improvement. Can you tell me a little bit about the exec role? So the position is normally held by an officer. And Lieutenant Colonel Rourke was requesting a technical sergeant apply for the position, and I am a staff sergeant. 
Uh, but I went ahead and applied for the position, uh, hoping that there was an opportunity for me and that I could provide great value to the group. Uh, I was selected for the position and then uh, really didn't have any idea what I was getting myself into. The days are very, very long um, and very busy and hectic, and it requires the ability to adapt and be able to handle difficult situations and have difficult conversations. In addition to a lot of paperwork and required documents, meetings and scheduling, uh, coordinating events with the wings and um, uh, TDYs and such, uh, I'm also responsible for our commander support staff. Uh, we have a team of about 15, including traditional guardsmen, and being responsible for making sure they are functioning as a group and providing the information that the commanders need as well. So how does your role bridge the gap between airmen, officers, and the ISRG? Yeah, so the ISRG has experienced some changes in um, possible mission work as well as how we're functioning as a group. Lieutenant Colonel Rourke has started some initiatives that really are encouraged to get our younger generations involved, so our NCOs, to give them leadership experience and to prepare them to be senior NCOs in our group. And so... There can be pushback with that, of course, when you are empowering the younger generation to do roles and jobs that are typically done by a senior enlisted leadership. So just being uh, open-minded and being willing to listen to and validate members who do not agree with the decisions that the group commander is making. Uh, So my role is to explain to them the benefit that it would have on the members and also the group. But to listen to them and be an advocate for them as well. So not only am I taking their information and advice and pushing it up to Lieutenant Colonel Work, I'm also taking his initiatives and teaching uh, from him down how it will benefit the group. So tell me a little bit about the skills that you've learned through this position. I've learned a lot of different skills. Um, Time management being one of the most important skills. Lieutenant Colonel Work is very busy with a lot of meetings across the wing and just a lot of initiatives in the group. So keeping the schedule on track and making sure that each member receives time with Lieutenant Colonel Work and that each person feels valued and no one's time is wasted. So time management has been very important. I've really learned a lot with communication, how everything I say matters that I am representing Lieutenant Colonel Work on and off duty and also the wink and the executive officer role you do speak for the commander. And so everything that I say and all of my actions are reflecting upon him. So just being very cognizant of that. Learning how to have difficult conversations regarding behavior and work and professionalism and making sure that I'm respectful and courteous when I'm speaking to my peers and those who Um, are higher ranking than I am. So just learning how to communicate in a way that's not offensive. And so how do you feel like these skills will help you in the future? I feel like these skills will help me become a better leader. So I'm a staff sergeant now, and um, as I move into the role of a technical sergeant and supervising more airmen, I will have the opportunity, based on these skills, to make sure I'm listening to them and um, being advocates for them and also providing them with all of the awareness and information that I've learned working as the executive officer, teaching them all of the different documents and processes and how everything is routed and how it affects them. 
How do you feel like you've grown as a person and as an airman through this position? This position has changed me as a person and an airman. It's really reminded me of the type of work that I enjoy doing, where before as an analyst, I sat behind a computer and just did a lot of analytical work. I, I forgot how powerful it is to have interaction with airmen and to really be involved and to make a difference in people's lives every day. And I feel like this is going to be my next step in a new role for me uh, that will look different than it has in the past. How do you feel about being able to be in this role that's usually held by an officer? How do you feel about that opportunity? I feel very humbled by the opportunity when I received the call that I um, was selected for the position. I just felt so humbled and grateful for this experience, being that it is held typically by an officer and uh, was requested for a technical sergeant, being a young staff sergeant. Uh, I just I felt so excited and such a need to make sure that I do very well and represent the position well since Lieutenant Colonel Work and the wing is taking such a chance on this. Uh, so I just I feel very grateful for the opportunity. And what are some of the biggest challenges you faced in this role? The most challenging parts of this role is really just being involved in the sensitive conversations and being able to provide non-biased feedback and being objective, working with so many members in the group and being involved in so many different situations, just remaining professional and remembering as a staff sergeant, I'm holding a role that's held by an executive officer, so just maintaining that standard. What has been your biggest reward in this position? I think the biggest reward has been ongoing and really it's just being an advocate for the enlisted force. So as an enlisted executive officer, um, it's the first time you get the opportunity to really be involved in decisions that typically officers are making. And having the opportunity to advocate for all of the enlisted members and provide an outlook and provide experience that otherwise may not be discussed at the table has been so rewarding. And I'm just really excited even when this role is over to teach other airmen and the enlisted members and how to be an advocate and how to speak up in the right way. So what opportunities has this job provided you with? Other than the force development of the position itself, I feel like it's provided me with the biggest opportunity um, that I've ever had. So I have made a decision that I'm not going to go back to the 124th and work as an analyst. So I'm actively working with Lieutenant Colonel Work, looking for new opportunities on base. Um, my strengths and the type of work that I really enjoy is working with people and working on processes. Um, in this role, you have to be very organized and, and good with time management, and those are two things that I really enjoy. So I'm looking forward to finding a new position that I'm able to work with that highlights those skills and I'm able to continue advocating for our airmen. Is there any advice that you would give to somebody who's looking to step into the enlisted exec role? The advice uh, I would give to someone who's looking to step into the enlisted exec role really is to remain humble. Uh, it is a position where you are afforded opportunities and you're privy to information you would never be aware of otherwise. And if you do not have the right motive or the right intentions, then you can affect people negatively. So just 
making sure that you're always doing the right thing for the right reasons and being mindful of every decision you make and how it impacts someone. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I just really want to thank Lieutenant Colonel Rourke for this opportunity and Colonel Fitzgerald for her support in the program. It's such an amazing opportunity for an enlisted member, and I'm just really grateful for it, and I'm excited for Tech Sergeant Davey to start over, and hopefully I've worked out all the kinks for her so it's a little bit smoother of a process. Uh, I'm just excited for the future of the enlisted force. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. That concludes today's episode of Beyond the Horizon. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you subscribe and leave us a rating and review. If you're looking for more ways to connect with the 178th Wing, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Feel free to shoot us an email at beyondthehorizon at gmail.com with any questions you have for us or even stories of your own. We look forward to connecting with you.